Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawan, the apprentice wizard. With the smothering paper defeated and the entrapping diamond still tempting, the adventurers continue forward in their investigation of the wizard's tower. With doorways seemingly leading to random locations within, the crew leave finding the glass sarcophagus in which the wizard sleeps to chance. So where did we leave off last time? In like 6-1, 6-2? Okay. That's where the we're, paper we're Mephrod- attacked Mephrodis. Yeah, Mephrodis got drunk and wasn't paying any kind of attention to the game. It, yeah, he just walked right in and touched the, the paper on the, the stuff, and Sant disappeared into the diamond but then reappeared. Did Sant see anything when he was there? Like, was there, was he, did he feel like he was just standing still, like nothing was happening, or? Oh, oh like no, he's, I, I yeah. saw some things. Yep. Do you care for me to elaborate? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you want to. Yeah, everybody else's question in this campaign seems to be really helpful, so I figured, why not you? <laughs> nah, you don't need to know what was there. <laughs> oh, come on, nah. don't make us touch the diamond. <laughs> yeah, just touch the diamond and see where it goes. Uh, no, I got mazed. Mazed? Yeah, I got mazed. Like with a minotaur or something? Yeah, like I was in I was in some weird labyrinth. Was it made out of corn? Uh, no, I actually wasn't there long enough to really see much. Like I asked Jeffrey um, if it had light, and he's like, "Yeah, it has light." And he's like, "You can make a roll to see if you can get out." And I like I made I like aced my roll. Ace rolls come in handy. Yeah, they do. Not wood. Hopefully, we're gonna do a little better tonight than we did last week. Roll wise. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, me and Jeffrey. I bet Jeffrey ten bucks that we would survive. So, so I'm planning on making some money tonight. Yo, <laughs> is that why you? Is that why you wrote the post about character death today? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe maybe I should have read that. <laughs> said something about this. For the, the said page. something about these really annoying players that who was just just waiting to kill off. <laughs> Well, he got a couple of dust last week. Yeah, he should well, be That's quenched. true. His yeah, thirst has been quenched. Levels, so. Well, last week was quenched. Now I've got... It's a new week. <laughs> His work been hard on you? Now he can't kill us. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Snitch is almost dead. <laughs> yeah, we can... He was almost dead when he agreed to come along on this trip. <laughs> that's not even a lie. He was pretty much dead by virtue of coming along on this yeah. trip. Yeah. But hey... You know what? Because Snitch is such a good guy, I'm going to heal him. Wow, that was the heal check? Yeah, that's the heal check. Uh, what alignment is Snitch? Uh, chaotic. Of course he is. He's a rogue? He's yes. a rogue? Yeah. Yep, thief. Uh, level two as well, right? Correct, oh. level two thief. Okay, well then you only get seven, seven back. Seven hit points. Chop off that last die. Thank you. You are welcome. I may have to do a quick reload on this thing. It's cool. What's your so, disapproval at? Feel free to, to keep going and I'll be right back. 
It's like, not cool at all. People that have to like drop out and then load back in because the issues suck. I don't like those people. My computer's been working hard all day today, so I can't really blame it. Oh. But I'll be right back. Cool. Hopefully I understood that I just did that to myself and I was just being an ass, but... <laughs> well, it's on the recording, so... Oh, good. <laughs> well, then. You are recording that? Yes. Okay. A couple, couple episodes into it and we'll have like a, let's meet the players. That's Dustin. He's a dick. <laughs> That'll be my bio. <laughs> so what's Sam's disapproval at now? Uh, four. Four, okay. I guess I better check. We have one healing potion left. And we have, I think, it's a, I thought I had one more of those syringes left. But maybe oh, yeah, off the, you might have one left. I'm trying to see. I don't think so. I don't have it on my list anymore, so. Gone. I think they're gone. Uh, we'll give Adam a second to come back, and then we'll. But yeah, you guys are in this room right here. We uh, got four vials. We we know what those vials we got from Israel are. Now, is that the vials? Yeah. Yep. You got several of them. A lot of them. Do we know what they are? Yeah, I think we do. Who has the sword? The chill sword? Bong or somebody? Bong didn't... I wasn't sure if I wanted Bong to use it or not when there's all that talk of potential for a growing power. I would like to know more about the sword before I... Well, what you know so far is that when you hit something with it, it seemed to do some sort of cold damage in addition to its normal damage. Moody class will it if no one else wants to. And there were six vials from Israel's chest. But I don't think any of them have been identified yet. Okay. Okay, that's what I was sure. Six. Well, while we're waiting, let's just remedy that right now. Famous last words. Yeah. Boom or not, Jeffrey. Wow. This is, this, this is the, no, I won't say it. I won't curse us. I won't say it. We must not speak of it. Cleric can determine exactly which objects are magical. In addition, spell reveals blah, blah. The cleric can... He can tell if different weapons or items on a creature are enchanted. Further, the cleric receives a rough gauge of the magic strength, revealed as the approximate level of the spell, a general ranger bonus, etc. So I don't know exactly what it is, but I have a rough gauge of the strength and the type. Okay. If they're Potions, magical. all six vials show magical. Okay. Look up a couple spell levels real quick. <clears throat> and most of them radiate what you would guess a lower level of magic. However, one is like a, uh, like a sunset orange uh, that radiates a little more magic than the others. Uh, dude, does he have any idea of how much more powerful? Like a mid-level spell. Any any gauge on um, what type of effects the potions will have? What did this... What, what, how much does your spell tell you? It, it doesn't tell me exact details, but it gives me, like, the range of bonuses, um, duration, and, like, stuff like that. I mean, it didn't, it didn't say, like, it says exactly what it is, but it said... I can read it again. 
receives a rough gauge of the magic strength revealed as the approximate level of the spell the general range of bonus or plus for weapons or armor and so on so yeah I mean maybe it just tells me the general range of the spell the sunset orange one about third level mid range okay yeah it, it looks like it doesn't tell me like specific specific details just kind of the <laughs> range of a ability or the strength of a thing yeah. what was your role Dustin 22. This is for Detect Magic? Yeah. Is anybody else down health? Uh, Mephrodus and Bong are both damaged a little bit. I don't think I want to attempt Fate with that 20% disapproval chance you've got going. Uh, Baptist and Nooney are fine. Matt, you got real staticky when you said that, but I think the gist of it is that you were good for now. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. We can go and get rolling. Adam will show up, I'm sure. Maybe Adam again. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Uh, sometimes it's hard to find the invite. Oh, he just texted me to say, uh, hey, can I get an invite? No. <laughs> <laughs> you get one chance. That was weird. There you are. It was funny, Matt had just said, maybe you should send him another invite real quick, just as your text showed up. Yeah, it... I went in through the uh, the former invite and it said that I was about to join one and I was the first one there. I'm like, well, that's not true. <laughs> so I tried going through like the message that comes through on my Gmail saying, you know, join here, and it said the same thing. So it's like, all right, fun, fun. Uh, did I miss anything? No, we were waiting for you. We we're just gonna have to get rolling. Oh, okay. Well, sorry for the delay, folks. It's fine. They studied some potions and did some healing, so we're good. Cool. So you guys are in. This room with the three tables, the room that um, had the paper on the tables, the blueprints on the tables that uh, assaulted Mephrodus, there was a diamond and circlet on velvet. Santh had touched the diamond, disappeared from view, and then moments later reappeared, and that's where we left off last week. Okay. And you guys came in this door here in the, the left side there. And you ultimately hit this level by this the fireman's pole thing down. Right. So you came in there, and then you explored that room. You came across the hall, and then that's when you came into the blueprint room, which leaves you doors to the south and north. So we came in, in the hall. We came in originally on the balcony, which was sixty feet up. We went through that door that took us to some sort of extra planar space, and we were one hundred and eighty feet above the city. Yes. Then we went down from there, down a fireman's pole, about, was it about 20 feet? Yeah. And now we are on the, the sixth, metagame-wise, the numbers on the map are six, so we don't know what where we are location-wise, so. Well, didn't, um, didn't that one gal say that her brother had told her that nothing is, or not everything is as it seems, and like, somebody so told us, to what do you think they do? Somebody told us even the simplest objects are traps. And we found that out with the. Uh, I'm going to try to do better to remember that this game. <laughs> so that six really could be a nine, depending on your perspective. Yes, Just it could saying. be I nine. Oh man, <laughs> trapped in traffic on the Seattle freeway. <laughs> next, next episode of DCC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know what? I actually wouldn't be surprised about that if that ever happened. <laughs> uh, Would you guys – go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, so uh, <clears throat> Baptist and Snitch will check out one of the doors. Which one you want first, Bob? Uh, let's go north. Okay. Weren't we saying offline though in the in the group community that we were talk we were talking about getting out of here, backtracking and and retreating? Well, I we, think we, that we, would fare worse. We'd mentioned some of that, but we didn't know what our this was actually away from Jeffrey. So, oh, so did I reveal all our secrets? Yeah, what the heck? There's plotting going on behind the scenes here? There's always plotting going on behind the scenes. <laughs> we know how you twist our words. I didn't know there was whole discussion threads going on about this. I think a lot of it was just based on like how we were rolling, and it was kind of like an immediate response to last week with everything kind of going poorly with uh, well, with most of the checks that we were doing. But I yeah. agree, though, that we should keep pressing on simply because um, that's going to be probably in our best interest in order to actually not have the entire city turn against us. Yeah, yeah we, I, I think we're being set up, but I don't think we have much of a choice at this point. I think if, we get, if we're being set up, we got to wait until that actually reveals itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because either way, we should see we, it through, I think, yeah, now in spe- retrospect. Yeah, we can speculate all we want to, but we don't really know what's going to happen to the NPCs that we're dealing with. Yeah. It could just be completely legit. We couldn't talk to this wizard and find out he's actually like a really bad dude if we end up wanting to go that route, or we could just kill him. I mean, we've got options. We'll find out. I can't imagine anyone in the town would set us up, though. I mean, I know they would, because Jeffrey's evil, but I'm just saying, the, the last people that crossed us didn't fare too well. They they may or may not have lost their lives and their temple. How... I know Snitch is a thief of the Thieves Guild. How involved with the Thieves Guild would you say he is? Like, does he know most of the goings on in there? He's low, mid-level, high, low-level. I mean, he does a fair number of guild jobs over the course of action. He probably doesn't know the guild leaders by sight. I mean, they keep themselves relatively protected. But he probably knows a, a fair number of contacts within the city and... You know, when it's safe to dodge the guild and when it's not, things like that. I was thinking something along the lines of, is he in a position that allows him to kind of get wind of rumors? He would probably get rumors through the guild, yes. Okay. We might want to keep this guy alive. Are there yeah, any other cabinets or anything in this room? Or is it just in this box? room, it's only the three tables, okay. uh, and that's it. Look like a workshop. You already confiscated all the is tools. There, There's a variety of tools and probes and forceps and spiral rods, yeah, prisms right. and mirrors, and stranger implements, which you quickly pocketed on the way in. I had wrapped around our face. Hey, is there a way to... Mephrodus' face. Is there a way to make out what those blueprints are without sort of engaging them, now that we got them sort of pinned down? Or? Uh, I'm, I'll let... I don't think we should touch them. No, I don't want to touch them, but... That we, we pinned him down with the dagger. One of them is pinned down with the one. dagger that Jargon stabbed through. Right. Is there? Can we make anything out what it is about <laughs> or what it contains? Mephrys um, whips out his iPhone and takes it. It doesn't look recognizable to you. It looks like a series of halls, maybe some underground sewers, sewers beneath the city, perhaps. Hmm. You don't see any obvious landmarks, though, on it or anything like that. You can just make a guess. It looks too vague to identify particularly. And the third one hasn't moved? third one has not moved. second one hadn't moved either. Jargon just stabbed it with a knife. Right, right, right. <laughs> Precautionary. <man. laughs> well, I guess we'll check out the north door. Yep. Hey, real quick before we do that, um, Santh will tear off a piece of his cloak. Okay. 
and will attempt to pick up the diamond with this wrapping. Ooh. I tie a rope around Sant's leg first. Okay. <laughs> so Sant's going to take a piece of cloth and try to snag the diamond. Yeah. Okay. Sant disappears. Shit. <laughs> Where does the rope go? Probably just fell to the floor. It, yeah, just fell to the floor where his wherever you tied it from. Just he fell to the floor. Sant has been vaporized. So Sant, you find yourself inside a maze of some sorts. Make a will save. All right, here we go. Thirteen. Okay. Are you comfortable with that roll? <laughs> um, well, it kind of depends on how often I get to roll, I think. Would would Jargon be able to burn luck even though he can't see him? <laughs> Probably not in this case. You can mm-hmm. burn luck because after you know You're not even sure he's still in this... Uh... Plane? Yes. And you don't know for sure how often because you made the roll the first time last time, Sam. You can well, burn son, luck after uh, you know the uh, result. Correct. Yeah. <coughs> I think you need more personally. But I would find out yeah, I, I just don't, afterwards. I just don't know how much more. I'm betting two more will get it for you. I will burn. Wait to see two fail first. Okay, okay. Two luck? I'll burn two. Okay. Cross them off your sheet and you reappear. Good call. Cool, cool. You, while you're doing that, you feel like if you hadn't successfully resisted, that you would have been stuck in there for quite some time before being able to try to make your way out again. You're not sure how long a period of time. You just feel like you got away with the skin of your teeth by some lucky chance of fate whisking you back out of that. So, lesson learned, don't touch that diamond. Well, wait, wait, wait. What if I were to put my bag on the floor and use my sword to knock off the diamond into the bag. Wait, let's do this differently. Let's see if he's got a billiards table, and we'll like open the bag up behind it, and we'll get like a the cue the ball and try to knock it into the diamond. <laughs> I'm just thinking that a diamond that makes people disappear could be awfully useful. It could be, yeah. Like, if we were able to control it somehow by like rolling well, it at somebody's feet. Here's the thing. The tower... A lot of the power, I think, is going to go away once we complete the tower. So that's a that's a good point. We're either going to end up with we're either going to be able to get the diamond and have the diamond that makes people disappear, or it's just going to be a diamond. I mean, at that point in time, we would need to do a few more checks to figure out. Oh darn! Oh darn! We end up with a big freaking diamond. What a waste! (laughs) Whatever will we do with that? But no, I I get I get what you're saying. Smart ass aside. Let's just leave it alone for now. We can always pick it up later. Okay, so you're going to leave the diamond behind and head to the north door? Reluctantly, Santh, teary-eyed, will turn away. (laughs) (laughs) Santh has good luck with stealing gemstones. He has has fantastic luck with stealing gemstones. What are you talking about? (laughs) He got away with that other one with no... No consequences. No consequences whatsoever. Nothing. I wasn't even... I wasn't even here the session where you had to give it back. It was a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... So you guys go back out in the hallway yep. and up to this northern oh, door. 26. Is that check a... For traps. Check for traps? Yeah. You do not find any traps on it. Well, oh, is it locked? Is it, uh, it is not locked. Is it locked? No. Uh, Babis will slowly crack it open. Okay. 
You look inside and you see a circular chamber adorned with tanned hides of antediluvian beasts upon which portraits of the Chaos Lords have been painted. Dancing fires float overhead, bathing the room in orange light. In the center of the room is a wondrous sight. A ten-foot diameter column of water stands upright, stretching from the floor up to and through a hole in the chamber's ceiling. I'll reveal the map. Oh. Is there a window? There are little windows. These little white spots are little windows. And we came in through the door, E? Yes, yep, you came in through there. Yeah, that's a bunch of junk here. So there are animals, antediluvian animals, like what, dinosaurs or something? Uh, yeah. Matt and the listeners at home, antediluvian means before the biblical flood. Right, I was kind of wondering what we were talking about there. Yeah, I, uh... I don't know if you saw my G plus post today, but that's the word I had to look up. <laughs> I, like, I, I was wondering if like that was the word that you were referring to today. I'm like, I don't know what that is. How many animals are there? Uh, ten. There are ten tanned hides. Oh, they're just okay hides. What's yep, they're just the hides. It's like a uh, primitive paintings. You know the okay. people like decorate the, the hides. The hides of the canvas kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Okay. Hides of the canvas. And they're hanging on the walls? They are. They're 10 foot square. Tell us more about that. And they're stretched, like on, you know, wood beams there. And they've got, like, chaos symbols, you said, or, like, portraits of the chaos gods? It looks like portraits and symbols of uh, the chaos gods, you know, looming beings over cauldrons of fire, chaos symbols across, you know, Starfield. Um, Ooh, Starfields. Ritualistic uh, sacrifices, just a whole variety of how, different. How high up are the windows? Uh, the windows are probably about eight and a half, nine feet tall. Okay. Bomb will be glad to lift some. Like up high there off the ground. Work. First, let's make sure there's no metallic scorpions in here waiting for us to go look out the window so they can kill us. You do not see any. Uh, tell us a little bit about. It doesn't have nearly as much stuff in it as the room where you get attacked. Is the is the water moving? The water is moving. It's a column of water, water a pillar of water, Hell? and it seems uh, it is flowing. It looks like it's just sort of almost flowing in a churning fashion. Um, sort of parts of it are moving up, parts of it are moving down, and it goes up through the ceiling. Parts are moving up, parts moving down. It goes up through the ceiling. Hmm. What? Um, is it just like a stone base that kind of forms around the base of the water? Yeah, there's there? a raised circle set of stones that seems to be this little pool um, thing, the base of this column Noonie, of water. Noonie Klaus will take the stone-tipped spear that he got from the primitives okay. and uh, chuck it at the column of water. Okay. Let's uh, tie a rope to it and see if it goes up to somewhere else or down somewhere else. Okay. You think? So you tie a rope to spear, you throw it into the column of water, and it goes in, and it looks like there's more pressure pushing it down than there is pushing it up. But it doesn't. It's not like a waterfall where it goes. It just it moves down and eventually hits the base. Uh, no reaction from the water. It splashes out as it enters the column of water, but there's no water. Doesn't like suddenly attack anything or anything like is that. Is there any water on the floor? And the rest of the room. No, just from where it got splashed when the spear sort of cut okay. into it. Other than that, it had been dry prior to that, till the splash. Does it look like, like without actually touching the water, if we're trying to like get an angle on it? You said it goes through the ceiling. Does it look like there's a, a hole that allows access through that? You're not 100% like kind of maybe... certain, but it looks like there's more void up there than there is in the base. 
because like when you look down, it's still pretty darkened, and the the stones seem to form sort of the originating pool. Whereas in the ceiling, it seems to go just up, and there's a little slight signs of I, I don't know. It just seems like it goes higher than it does go down. Does that makes sense. Fabus would like to sneak into the room, uh, okay, and just try to move around. Okay, go ahead and make a check for uh, a stealth check. <laughs> Thirteen. He'll move um, around the north, sort of along the north of the wall, up around that way in a counterclockwise. Okay. Uh, you move around the walls. You move underneath some of the the portraits on the ten uh, foot squares hides. There's the floor of the room is void of anything. No objects. No nothing of interest. The only decoration appears to be on the walls. And you're able to circle completely around the whole column of water <coughs> on the edge of the wall. Is there anything on the base, like writing or runes or anything like that? There are four runes: one to the north, south, east, and west. How about Balm give me a lift and I'll look out the window? Balm comes into the room and gives him a okay. lift up. Balm moves in, lifts Baptist up so he can look out the window. It's uh, pretty easy to do. It's only like eight and a half feet off the floor. looks out and it appears, it, he sees the great city outside. And you guys are guessing you are probably about, oh, 85, 90 feet. Probably around 80, 85 feet or so. You tracking this, Matt? What's that? Are you tracking the uh, the height distances? I'm trying to. I don't yeah. remember a lot of last game, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I got it. Nice. Are we able to read the runes yeah, on the base of this water thing? Able to what? Read the runes. On the base of the. Yeah, I mean they might just be direct. They look like the arcane symbols. Oh, on the the hides. Uh, no, there's four runes on the the base, of the stone that circles the column of water. Uh, one to the north, one to the south, one to the east, and one to the west. They look like arcane writing, arcane runes of some sort. I suggest we don't mess with this. Well, Is you it, want me to cast detect magic? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's something going on. Actually, you know what? My my detect magic spell should have been fine walking from this room to the next. So I should have seen something if there was in the last ten turns. Oh, oh uh, yeah. you certainly sense very powerful magic around the base of that column of water. Hey, guys. So you suspect... Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Is it radiating, like, something elemental or anything like that? I mean, it's uh, probably some form of elemental magic. Strength level, very powerful, you said. Very powerful. Very, very powerful, guys. Magic. Let's go check out that south here. here. We could try using the safe word here and see if it doesn't, like... Cause a single flow direction. Ooh, that's a good idea. All right. Almas Tear Ban Trabula. Nothing happens. It's safe. <laughs> Perfectly safe. That shut it down. We're good. Let's go loot the fountain. Is there? Can we see anything in there? Is it just white water, kind of? I mean, it's translucent, but so I mean, you're able to sort of see, uh, and you don't see anything in there, and you're able to sort of see through it. To a degree. I mean, it's you don't see anything inside the water or moving around in the water. Well, Jurgen's willing to be a guinea pig and put his finger in the water if you guys want to. Uh, just, I don't well, well, let's don't do it. Let's, wait, wait, wait. Let let Belagall do that because he's a new guy. He died last time and got somebody gave him a potion anyway, so he's living on borrowed time. <laughs> Jargon is a valuable member of our adventuring party. This Belagall dude just showed up with Santhwing. You don't know who the hell he is. He was drunk when he walked in. How about in. this? How about Jargon challenges him 
But there you go. Dares him that he wouldn't put his finger in the water. He not only puts his finger in the water, he grabs his beard <laughs> and puts his hand with his beard into the water. All right. Awesome. Medford steps back out into the uh, to the hallway. Jargon peeks through the window, through the doorway, <laughs> just waiting, like, tucked to the side. <laughs> he puts his hand and beard in the water, and uh, nothing happens to him. He feels just the churning of the water inside, like if you're in a whirlpool tub or something like that. It's very relaxing. Yes, very relaxing experience. The water's a little cool, not cold, just chilly. He sticks his head in. He... <laughs> It feels the pressure on his head, again, like Whirlpool getting battered around the water to a degree, but nothing ill happens. Drink some of it. He looks, up, he looks up and looks down. It, when he looks up, it looks like the column continues up through the floor above him, and it doesn't appear the same <clears throat> on the way down. Drink, drink some water. Well, wait, wait, wait. What did you say about the way down? Like there's no floor or anything? No, it looks like the, it doesn't look like it goes any deeper than the current room. It looks like oh, the, the floor. base of the column of water is in this room, but it looks like it goes up through gotcha. the ceiling. All right, he's going to step his entire body into the, you into want the water. A, you want a rope first? Nah. Okay. If it slams him into the ground, it's not going to do much good other than to pull his body out of there and roll it. Maybe you can, like, gag yourself and throw up that healing potion. We can scrape it up for later. <laughs> um, he feels like once you're inside of it, you could attempt to swim up the column. What kind of armor is he wearing? Studded leather. He feels like the check is going to be fairly difficult with even his studded leather armor on. He feels like if a person was wearing heavier armor than that, it might be almost impossible to climb up against the, the force of the water. But if you were, you know, armored such as he is, or no armor, that you could make an attempt to swim upwards. Studded leather is a negative T, so, right? Negative three. Well, he's got a shield, too, so, yeah, it's just a negative two if he puts a shield on his back. Oh, yeah. But if he's feeling um, that's going to be fairly difficult. Here. Yeah, I'll, I'll step out and I'll relay that to everybody. And then I'll be like, Mephrodus, did, did you want to take a drink of the water? <laughs> My feet might. Jargon will make a snide comment from the door saying, no, since you peed on a scroll, maybe you should be a little parched. <laughs> ah, there might be treasure up there. Does uh, Belagall smell any treasure? Ooh, I don't know. Do I smell Good any treasure? Call. Good call. What's the range on that? Like 30? What do we know? Uh, I think it's the greater the treasure, the... The stronger the... Yeah. I don't, I don't know the exact range. I'll look it up real he quick. He does indeed smell treasure up above. He will relay that to the group and start dancing excitedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he can smell things within uh, 100 feet. <clears throat> can smell a single coin within 40. Yes, he does smell treasure up above. Lots of treasure? Reasonable amount of treasure. More than, more than a single coin. All right. So this is what <clears throat> Belagall thinks. The strongest person in the party should take off their armor, swim up the thing with a rope tied around their waist. Once they get up there, they could tie the rope off and then, like, tug on the rope a couple times so we can see it, and then we can all climb up the rope. All right. Bong, wanting to redeem himself and look heroic, will volunteer for this task. Belagall thinks Bong would be amazing at that. And then while he's getting ready and no one's looking, he pees on Jargon's feet for being rude. <laughs> um. <laughs> tell you what, man. Jargon's just like some homeless dude in the street. We're going to see some 
Flight oh, versus do water. Do we still have like one of those water breathing suit things from when we were going through that one? Oh my god, uh, yeah. That's a great idea. I'm glad you remembered that. If we had one of those, there's no guarantee that there's no water up on top. You know, like if it's not completely submerged. Do we have? We I should. Don't, we, I don't think I, I grabbed them. We still have one intact. They were in barrels. Yeah. At, well, Did we we probably left them at the tumble. I bet. Yeah, we we couldn't get them in the bag of holding in the barrel. So. Right. Well, worst case scenario is like if if it's still submerged when he gets to the top, just come back down so you don't start suffocating. Yeah. Or, I guess we yeah, we'll be drowning. Yeah, so what's the plan? He'll take a rope. If uh, if he's successful, we can use the rope to get through it. And if he's not successful, we can use the rope to recover him. Got it. And Bong's the one going up with the rope? <clears throat> yes, he will volunteer. Armored or unarmored? Unarmored. Jorgen's yeah. washing his shoes off in the uh, water. Yeah, Bong takes off his hide armor. I guess he spends a couple minutes doing that. Belagal just grins at Jorgen. I don't know what it is about your characters and really having it out for jargon. <laughs> First a Cthulhu brand, now I'm getting peed on. Like, what's next? The Cthulhu brand was seemed like it was sort of just a random because he healed you, right? Right, but instead of taking the brand for himself, he put it on me. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a choice. It wasn't like a, a random roll for where the brand went. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> It was some spellbird thing that said, create a brand of the god on your chest. And I'm like, hell that, I just put it on the tap. Like, <laughs> seemed like a valid idea at the time. And he promptly dropped Cthulhu at you. Yeah, Sans over that. He doesn't worship that god anymore. What are you complaining about? <laughs> Jargon's just like straight-faced every time people talk about <laughs> and shoving Cthulhu. <laughs> So, Bong, make a strength check to work your way up this column of water. Does it you struggle to make your way up this column of water, but you do manage to succeed, and you find yourself in... The, this column of water protrudes up into another room, at which point you're sort of able to step out. Okay. Inside, you see a forest of gray stone columns filling the chamber. Oh, makes it impossible to determine the room's size or shape. Light from the chamber below provides the only watery, dim illumination, cloaking this otherwise unlit room in deep shadows. Now, this gets tricky, because there are the map for this is on a different page. We sort of know what's going on in that room, so I'll switch maps here real quick. So that's where Bong ends up. Column of water, he's able to step out, and there's black dots are stone pillars as far as the eye can see, though that's not very far because the only light eliminating this room is what is coming up through the water column. Hmm. Can he see if the water column goes further up? It seems to top off the top of this room about eight feet. Is it, the column's probably about eight feet tall. Okay, so and then it's like he can see the top of the column of the water. <clears throat> So that's about the distance of Bong's vision right there. Yeah. Okay. We'll probably get just a teeny bit more, but it's going to look pretty much the same. Bong, so we can send up somebody with a low light. Bong calls out, you know, Hello, a miracle, it, are you here? <laughs> it echoes throughout what seems to be a relatively large chamber, and it seems to bounce off of probably what is a lot more stone columns. Okay, Bong's going to need a lot. Do, didn't we find some kind of glow rock? Wasn't there one somewhere? Uh, the columns that come yeah. in rise about 20 feet to the ceiling. Yeah, we've got um, 
Noonie Klaus has that staff or that uh, got two spears with green glowing gems on them. Okay, Bong is going to swim back down. He'll pull the rope so that he'll get a helping hand. I guess it, he doesn't have to struggle to get down and report what he sees and, and collect one of those spears or whatever and see if he can get anybody else who wants to go with him to explore this room. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for going. Um, yeah. Somebody with low light would probably be a good one. I think we should either all go or nobody go. Well, do halflings have low light? I don't uh, think we should all go. Yeah, they've got... I think so. Yeah, we should. Dwarf does. He has Dwarf, a, does. Dwarf has a improvision. Yeah. So does halfling. Up to 30 feet. I think we should all... Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't think we should uh, break up the party. All right. Is there anything we can tie a rope to down here so that we have... Well, if we can make it up... If we can make it back up, going down is not a problem. So I don't know why I keep. Well, it. how long was your rope? You could you could tie it off on one of the pillars, and then we'll just leave it sitting there. Yeah, like fifty. It's fifty foot. Yeah, we'll just leave it dangling down, and we can. Okay. How, how far up was it, Jeffrey? How far up was the climb? Climb up was like to up the water column. Yeah. Probably about thirty feet or so. Oh yeah, that'd be fine then. All right. Tie it off on a column, and here we come. Yeah, Bong does that. Swims back down, tells everybody what's going on. <clears throat> and we head up. So, who's going up first to tie the rope? Because you're taking a rope up with you, right? Bong already had a rope tied to him. So he okay, just, and you left that rope up there? Yeah, he ties the rope to one of the pillars. Okay, so who's going back up first? Bong will go with one of those spears. Okay, Bong goes up with a spear. He's able to make it up with the aid of the rope. Magic will follow him. Is there no way to like kind of waterproof our packs at this point in time? There is no. If you guys come up with a way, otherwise everything's waterlogged by the time you get up to the top. Put it all in the bag of holding. Yeah, is the bag of holding waterproof? I would assume so. Since it's yeah, a- probably. Okay. All right. Uh, so the torches that Jargon has is going to get tossed into the bag of holding, so that we can. Bong's okay. armor. <clears throat> Bong's armor goes in there too. Yeah. Well, there's the dinosaur armor already in there. Yeah, there's a demon. lot of junk in there. Demon, demon armor too. Yeah. There's a lot of junk in that trunk. The black goat's paint is in there. <laughs> so there's four torches that Jargon's going to put in there. So who's going up third? Uh, Belagall, followed by Sant. Okay. Jargon okay, will follow Sant. Sant gets up there. A creature leaps down from one of the columns and swipes at Sant. And twenty four hit you? No. <laughs> but yes it does. <clears throat> and it bites you for two points of damage. And this creature looks like a almost it's got eight legs, lizard like gecko looking thing. Oh crap. Uh, with uh a gray coloration, it's very difficult to see in this, this environment, the darkness. And it's got this, like, yellowish glow from its eyes. Oh, man. Good times. Suddenly, the room is illuminated with a bunch of little yellow dots. <laughs> and go ahead and roll initiative. For everybody or just those that are up there. Yeah, go ahead and do for everybody, though. Um, there'll be a little delay for some of you guys to get up. Does the safe word work? It does not do anything. Just They seem not to respond to it. They. Correct. He, you mean, right? He. That is right where we want Bong to be. Right up there, spear with no armor. Well, yeah. He's still glistening, though. Oh, he's always glistening. 
I was going to say, when he fell down the rope the first time, it's because he had too much oil on his hands. <laughs> yeah, that happens on occasion. Okay, so we've got uh, Bong and Mephrodis up first. Bong's the only one that's up there. He has seen this eight-legged, gray-skinned, lizard-like creature with yellowish eyes. Yeah, something like that. I don't know what exactly game like that, that, but... <laughs> <laughs> this sounds very uh, dangerous, fellas. <laughs> and you, I have no seen, idea what it is. get bit by this creature. So it's Bong? Who's left? <clears throat> is it Bong? Yep, and Mephrodis. Mephrodis is not up the rope yet. Correct, but he can say he's going to move up the rope however you guys want to yeah. move. You can only get one person up around, so well, for uh, the people not up, you'll have to think about who's going next. Colgrim and Aethelstane and Mephrodis will attempt to start, as you say, one around, so he, they're all willing to go up, so... To choose which one go, they'll pretty much be able to make it because of the rope without much difficulty. I want to send Colgrim so, up. It's more of just now you're going asynchronous. Bong, seeing that his his comrade has been attacked by this awful multi-legged gray leathery beast, draws his sword and attempts to <clears throat> he attempts to smite it on the eyes. Okay. Ooh. You miss the creature. Seems very hard to hit because of the darkness. Because it's very dim. You've got you brought the staffs up with the glowing green stones, but that's really just about candlelight <clears throat> level, not torch level. So it's tough. So who of your group who's going up? Colgrim or Mephrodis or who's going? Uh, Colgrim will come up. Okay. Colgrim starts up. And then Sant and Belagal. You guys are both up there. Um. Ba, 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 ba. Well, I think it is time to, uh, Santa's going to pull out <clears throat> the Argent Falks. Okay. And is going to hit this thing with the Falksing Blade. Let's see what that does. 24. Yeah, that is a hit. Is this thing, uh, beast? does it happen to be undead? It is not undead. Not yet. I mean, I kind of knew that, but I needed to ask. <laughs> It's not to be dead, dead. Eight points of damage, and then uh, <clears throat> Belagall will run over to it. Actually, no, he's going to stay where he's at and throw an axe at it. Okay. <clears throat> and he will also attempt to go for the eyes. That doesn't look like anything happened in there. <clears throat> Does eleven hit? Nope. Yeah. He misses. All right. Jargon and Snitch are down at the bottom, and Colgrim's already started up, so there's not a whole lot to do. You can make some sort of preparation if you want. Uh, it's actually Baptist and Nerdy first. Oh, okay. Uh, where is this creature on the map? On the map, it is up here, came off from the corner. Looks okay. like it probably leapt down from one of these stone columns. <clears throat> oh, so it came down from above. Yep. Okay. Um, Baptist would like to move, try to get behind it if possible. Yeah, he's got plenty of columns. He could be able to work around in the darkness. Yeah, you got plenty of room to try to work around. So yeah, he just like to move to get a backstab on the thing. Okay, go ahead and make your attack roll with the backstab. Yeah, awesome. Nineteen. You hit. Okay. Damage. Damage is six. Okay. And the crit. On table two. Yeah. Bloated chest, staggers foe. You can make an, an immediate free attack. With a backstab. <laughs> this one's just normal attack. Plunge your dagger in. You get another shot at it. You missed that time. Yep, and you miss. 
So it's down, um, down six. Mindy Klaus, is there anything going on with the water? Is it changed in any way? It's not doing anything different. You've just seen Colgrim step in and start to work his way up the rope. All right. Mindy Klaus is going to try to go up the rope as well. Okay. It'll, it takes one round for a person to get up the rope, but he can get in line to go up. Okay. He's in line to be next. Then. Okay. Jargon and Snish? Uh, Snitch is actually going to shut the door behind us in the, okay. um, in the room that we're down below just to make sure nothing tries to come in from behind. Okay. Um, Jargon will then, I guess, kind of assist uh, Noonie in getting into the water and try to give him a bit of a push-off to try to get him up there a little bit faster. Okay. Other than that, that's about all these guys can do. Maybe Snitch and Jargon play a little uh, rock, paper, scissors to see who goes next. Okay. So you get the door shut. You get the room more or less secured. The creature bites at Santh again. Twenty to hit. Ooh, damn, that's definitely hit for seven points of damage. Ouch! And it catches your eye as you do so, oh. and you make a will save. A will save, huh? Yes. Nice. Like a boss. Okay. Is a. Uh, uh, is you Saint- felt your body start to stiffen up, but you were able to shake it off. It seems like these guys have some sort of gaze attack. As Baptist finds himself under attack from another one of these that leaps oh, down. You should communicate this with to a Sant. 16 to hit Baptist. Yeah. Four points of damage. And then it swipes at you with a claw. Multiple attacks. 19 to hit. Yeah. A hit for four points of damage off the claw. So now there are two of these gray lizard-like creatures. Uh, I'll throw it on the map. We've got the one that sort of came in from over here, and then it looks like another one has just leapt down behind Baptist. And then that takes us back to Bong and Mephrodis. Colgrim makes it up this round. Uh, Is he able to attack once he comes up the column? Yeah, he can come out and... uh, uh, yeah. If he hits his deed, he'll be able to attack. So do a roll, and if the deed hits, he's able to attack. Otherwise, he didn't react quickly enough to the situation. That's his warrior-like proudness showing through. <laughs> he comes up and says, Oh my god! And runs over to attack. He didn't hit the deed. Yeah, too much confusion. He didn't hit anyways. And Bong it has eight legs. Is there? Are there any like spines or... Uh, plates or anything on the top that might be dangerous of the like dorsal fins on the not really I mean it's got uh, it's got some but they don't look necessarily dangerous or extremely defensive in nature Bong is going to attempt to like grapple this thing try to put it in a sleeper hold okay try to clamp down see if he can put it to sleep so he's have to drop his sword to do that but he leaps onto the back of the lizard that's attacking Sant and attempt, tries to put the sleeper on him. Yes. Okay. I should have hit with the sword. <laughs> nice. That's also a crit for you too, right? Oh, it is. So what do you do mm-hmm. on a grapple? <laughs> I don't know. Sleep. Uh, that sleeper hole worked. <laughs> it does more than just put him to sleep. It, like, breaks his neck, right? Um, Pulls us up clean up. Surely that does maybe some damage or something on top of the... Yeah, I'd probably say uh, throw, like, a, a D6 damage die because of the deed that you hit. Plus my deed. Uh, you, well, you hit it six, right? Yeah, but do I get to add my D to the damage? Sure. All right. <laughs> he said reluctantly. Go ahead. Eight damage. <laughs> okay. 
it seems alive. You've got it. I mean, you've got your arms wrapped around it. You've got this strong grip, like a Conan grip around this creature's neck. You suspect you'll need to maintain that hold to finish it off. At the moment, though, it seems like it'll probably take, metagame-wise, like an AC hit for losing some of its agility as it struggles with it, and then uh, lose one of its attacks. Okay. And then you'll probably need to be able to keep it in... We'll probably say you need to hit another Mighty Deed next round, and then that would probably, like, and finish off the Sleeper Hold. Okay. So you have to, like, main control for... You hit it and maintain control for, like, the two rounds to be able to pull it completely off. But you've reduced its armor class and brought it down one of its attacks. Okay. Is that it for you guys? You get someone... Uh, all I have up is Colgrim and Ball. Okay. Sant and Beligal. 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 So, um... Sleeper hold is on the the one that's been wounded, the one that was facing you. Directly. Okay, can I still attack at it without <clears throat> like I can step to the side and like hack at its side, right? Yes. All right. I don't want to hit my friend Bong. Only if you roll a one. That's a one podcast. Listeners. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> there's got to be like a key like there's some something in roll 20 that's like to fuck with your players hold down the left shift key and they roll and Jeffrey just hits his finger on that thing just hovering so go ahead and make an attack roll against the bong voice recognition for the GM anytime he says one and somebody's about to roll it automatically creates it does a 12 hit an unarmored bong yes it's going to hit an unarmored bong is Bong undead? Not that he is aware. <laughs> uh, okay, that's not so bad. Four points of damage from the Falks. <laughs> hey, hey! My bad. My bad. Could have been much worse. Uh, Belagal will move up to uh, the other the other lizard thing that's attacking um, Baptist. Okay. And hit him with an axe. Okay. That is a miss. Do I get my shield bash, or is that kind of a... I can't do that when I move. I usually don't let people do it when they move. Okay, fair enough. He's done. Baptist and Uniclaus. Baptist is now between two of these things. One is getting strangleholded down by Bong, and the other one... Balagal, the dwarf, rushed in, but you're still sort of between two of these lizard-like can, creatures. Can Baptist get a backstab on the one that's held down. Yep. All right, he's gonna go for that. You hit it. Um, the damage is five. Okay. And the crit is seven. Strike to chest, grazes vital organs, inflict three d four damage with the strike. But that is three, four, five more. Okay. Ten it is still. Alive. All right, Nuni Klaus is making his way up. Okay. Right, Nuni Klaus on the way up. Jargon and Snish. Um, they're still trying to resolve rock, paper, scissors. Okay. <laughs> the one has sort of... Is Colgrim still in front of the one that bongs on top of? Oh, he was to the side. He ran over to attack it like when he came out of the... The column. Okay. So he would have been like that at side, I was assuming. Okay. It's going to claw. It's going to claw at Colgrim, but it's harder to move because he's got Bong on the back, strangle holding him. It's a 15 hit Colgrim. 
Oh, I got him chained, didn't I? Julie yes, eight. you did. That's a yeah, shot, yeah. And 15 will hit him. Okay, one point of damage from the claw strike of that one. The other one attacks um, Baptist, who's on the back of the other. Oh, ouch. Hits him with a bite and make a will save, Baptist. Oh, man. Five points of damage and a will save. Will save. Oh. <laughs> they want to burn some luck on this one. I don't uh, know. That's a know, lot of luck. It's a lot of luck, but I can get a lot of points. Yeah, I'm going to burn some luck. Okay. Um, that's one. <laughs> You're up to three points. Three on your will save. Seven on your will save. That's two points. Eleven on your will save. That's three points. Twelve on your will save. Come on. Thirteen on your will save. Oh, ouch. Fifteen. Fifteen on your will save. That was six points. Jeez. You gonna sit there with a fifteen? Yeah. Okay. You feel your body start to, you know, almost become paralyzed to a degree, but then <clears throat> through the sheer luck of the gods, you're able to shake it off and get back to normal. Mm, that's and irritating. That takes us back to Bong, who, if he wants to try to make another mighty deed roll to finish this uh, sleeper hold off. He does. He hits. And it hits the deed die as well, and you feel the, the creature just sort of go limp underneath you and sort of drop down to the floor. Its legs collapse out from underneath of it. All right. Well, and uh, He'll release the hold and collect his sword now that he okay. sees. And- so he grabs his sword. You've Colgrim's up there. There's still one that's menacing Baptist. Colgrim will run over and attempt to... He's going to run over, and he is going to try to... What's it doing? It's just like... Did it bite Baptist? It bit Baptist, and then it did its gaze attack on him as well. Okay, so would Colgrim have an idea that these things have a gaze attack, or is he still in the dark? He probably is in the dark with his relative newness to things. He probably doesn't really know about the gaze attack. Well, he's going to run over, and with his mighty deed, he's going to attempt to break its teeth. He's going to try to smash it in the mouth with his sword. Okay. He has a 21 to hit, 2 on his deed die, so he misses the deed. Okay, he does hit, though. 8 plus 2 for the deed, plus 1 for the strength. Five damage. Okay. So the first time this one's been hit. And Santh and Belagal. One has collapsed underneath Bong, and there's still one attacking Baptist. Does it it collapse? Does it look dead? Does not look dead. It's still breathing. You can tell it's breathing. It looks like someone put a sleeper hold on the thing. Bong's still got a hold of it, though, right? He's still working his magic. He let go and picked up his sword. He was going to coup de grace next time. Oh, oh. Club it. I don't know that we want to give this thing a chance to breathe again. Nah, somebody should kill it and let Bong fight. Yeah, Santh will, will kill it. Okay. Do I need to make an attack roll? or is I don't it's, think so. No, Santh with the uh, with the, folks. With, with the folks and stuff. I mean, if you were just making like a normal weapon, I might be a little more strict. But I think with it being asleep and you with a magical weapon, you're able to finish it off. Okay. Uh, so I, I cut off its head. Yep, sever its head off, it falls off to the floor, leaving you guys with one left. Belagal is next to the one that is still right, alive. Belagal is going to go ahead and axe it. Okay. Nothing doing there, but he's got a shield bash. Yep. 
when you do shield bash, do you usually just take the previously re-rolled version yeah. of the D-die? Yeah, okay. I usually only let the D-die roll once, and then... All right. 14 hit on the shield bash? It does not. Ooh. Nasty little lizard. And it takes us to Baptist and Nooney Klaus. Nooney Klaus is coming out of the pillar of water this time as well. The thing is right on Baptist. Yep, it's right on Baptist. Yep. Okay, Baptist will try to hit it. Okay. That does not hit. It missed. Um, Nooney Klaus will rush in to attack with the the chill sword. With the the sword? Yeah. Okay. It's a two-handed sword. Okay. I missed. And that's a miss as well. Jargon, I assume, heads up the water column? Yes. Uh, actually, I rolled uh, a die three just to check to see what would happen, and the result actually came out to be that Jargon was coming up next anyway. So after a furious bout of rock, paper, scissors, best out of five, Jargon remains to be the victor. <laughs> he, <laughs> lucky halfling. He, he some luck. You know, Pat snaps on his shoulder as best he can and hops into the water to climb up. And awesome. Snitch is going to start twiddling his thumbs. Cool. Jargon starts to make his way up. This creature bites at Baptist again. Hits. Oh, man. God dang. Nine points like of that. damage. Mm. And uh, swipes out with a claw and misses. As Baptist is able to avoid that blow. Takes us back to Bong. Colgrim. Bong, having collected the sword, is going to make a charge attack on the remaining six-legged lizard. And he is going to try to thrust his sword directly through its forehead, maybe knocking out an eye if, he, if possible and jamming his okay. sword into his brain. 22 to hit, 7 on the deed. And you hit, the sword goes oh. straight through one of its eyes, slides easily through. Go ahead and all your damage. For 16 damage. 16 nice. damage. And it looks like you have partially blinded this thing as well. You got Colgrim up still? Yes. Uh, Colgrim was already over there attacking that thing, so he is going, inspired by Bong's deeds, is going to attempt to bring his sword down on the creature's neck, hopefully severing its spine, cutting a jugular, whatever he can do with his deed. And he has a 13 and a 1 on the deed. Okay, deed doesn't hit, and he misses as well. Okay. Takes to Santon Belagal. This thing's still up. Still up, but it looks uh, it's partially blinded now, and that last blow by Bong looks particularly devastating, so it looks much worse than it did. 13 doesn't hit. No. Shield bash. Shield bash. This one. No. Miss as well. Sant's bringing the Falks. Okay. That's what I'm talking there about. There you go. Definitely a hit. Nine points of damage. And that makes it look much worse off. It is still alive, though. But it looks it's bleeding from multiple locations now. Uh, pus is oozing out of the punctured eye. And it takes us to Baptist and Nooney Klaus. <laughs> um, okay. Baptist will take a stab at it. It's wet. <laughs> oh, fumble. Man. Baptist struggled. What, you, you sure he didn't have space helping before coming to this place? No, he probably should have. The <laughs> <laughs> weapon comes loose in your hand. You grab it quickly, but your grip is disrupted. Take a negative two on your next attack. Okay. Um, Nooney Klaus will take a swing at it. 
with the sword. Yep, it is a miss. Jargon, you reach the floor, step out of a column of water, you see a dead, headless, lizard-like thing in a crowd of your friends near <laughs> another moving lizard thing. How far away is this moving lizard thing from where I am currently? 10, 15 feet. Okay. He's going to kind of mutter, what the hell, underneath his breath. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to try... <sighs> Dang it. He's pretty much engaged and focused on uh, Baptist right now, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to go up. I'll just do a double attack on him. Okay. If you have to move, you only get one attack, though. Okay. You have to move to, like, the 15 feet. Okay, that's good. So we'll just do that then. 14 misses. And that is a miss on this one. Okay. This thing continues to press its attack on Baptist. Um, Snitch will make his way up the water, by the way. Okay. Snitch starts up the column of water. Is it 13 hit, Baptist? Uh, yes. 10 points of damage? Jeez. How's Baptist doing? He is barely up. And swipes... Well, he's partially blinded, so I'm not doing the second attack. That's going to be the consequence Ooh. of that thing. Ooh. And... Baptist just looks at Sam. this crazy look in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got uh, Bong Colgram with this partially blinded <clears throat> creature. Long on the heels of his last attack, he's just feeling the bloodlust, and he attempts to put out its other eye. Okay. Bumble. All right. Good thing he's not wearing armor. Mm, yeah, he's got that going for him at least. All right. Unarmor is a one d four roll, correct? Mm-hmm. Modified by luck, which is one d four. You want to get low, right? Yes. He has a three, which is your weapon comes loose in your hand. You quickly grab it, but your grip is disrupted. You take a negative two penalty on your next attack. All right, and Colgram will uh, try to save face for Bong. He's going to attack uh, with his dude. He is going to try to finish putting out the other eye. He misses. That is a miss. Mephrodis, seeing that everybody else is up the rope, is going to like say, it's your turn now, Stain, and send him up the rope. <laughs> he can go up after Snitch. <laughs> and that takes the Sant and uh, Felagal. This creature's looking pretty beat up, but... Oh, man. <laughs> just can't, can't get this one done. Gave us a little tease there. Ah, Felagal, uh... So, Belagal wasn't effective. Baptist is looking at Santh with this crazy eye, look in his eyes. Does Santh get the feeling that that crazy look means murder the hell out of this thing, or does it, it mean... Means, it means murder the hell out of this thing. All right. I just wanted to make sure it didn't mean come hither and heal me. No. That'd be time for that while we roast this thing. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm with you. We're going to dine on roasted lizard tonight. You hit of course I did. This is Sans with the Falks. What are you talking about? <laughs> Boom. Nine more. Sans kills it. Nearly cleaves it in two. The preacher of Manny. Falls right. unmoving to the ground. Sneathen preacher of Manny. Snitch finally makes it out of the water. Manny. Yep. Snitch makes it up to the top. The rest of the people, assuming you want them to keep coming, are able to make it up to the top. That should have been it. Snitch was the last. Now, Baptist will change his no, crazy look. No, I had look two guys down. They can murder this thing to uh-huh. heal me now. We have a healing potion. He's got a 20% disapproval chance. Oh, he's good. He's good. Right. Man, he's got his back, man. What are you talking about? All right. Hey, let's save the healing potion tool. 
Nice. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, that's good enough for two. Baptist is chaotic. Two D. So I knew what Baptist was. Ten. Is that a good start? You need a little bit more. Let's have another one. All right. I have eleven hit points now. Ooh. Ooh, that's a uh, that's disapproval. That's awesome. That's that's just what we need. Yep. You like to go into the final fight with a high disapproval. It's the only way to roll. So the way we figured this out last last time, Jeffrey, is we subtract my roll from the the disapproval, and the difference is what I roll one d four. Is that right, or do I just roll? You roll three d four. Okay. Okay. Cool. That won't be bad at all. Three d four. What are you talking about? If we did it my way, it'd only be one d four. Hence, we're doing it my way because I need need to get my. Oh, see, that's nothing. The cleric immediately incurs an additional negative one penalty to all spell checks that last until the next day. That sucks. Yeah, it's better to convert somebody than that. I know. That's not fun. I don't like that at all. Oh, man. Who else is hurt? Bong is down. Uh, Bong is down 14. He's still got 36, so he's probably all right. Colgram's down one. Uh, Mephrodis was down earlier, but he's, he's still all right. He's still okay. That just yeah. has 11 hit points. Out, out of how many total? 33. All right, yeah, I gotta hit you one more time. Let's try it. Like Britney Spears, I'm gonna hit you one more time. One more time. Son of a bitch. What's your disapproval up to now? Five or it, six? Oh, it's up to six now. But that's only 2d4. Oh. See, if we did it my way, that'd be 4d4. So there you go. <laughs> we went out this time, maybe. I got, man, if I wanted. If I'd have known I was going to need the disapproval chart that quick again, I would put it away. <laughs> Ooh, five. The cleric must undergo the test of humility. For the remainder of the day, he must defer to all other characters and creatures as if they were her superiors. Failure at the discretion of the judge means he immediately loses all spellcasting ability, including healing and laying on hands for the remainder of the day. Jargon is going to love the crap out of this right about now because he feels this has been owed to him since this damn brand got put in his chest. Time to grovel there to Sant. Sant starts groveling. Baptist wants more healing. <laughs> oh, good. No disapproval that time. I have faith in you. Yeah. There's seven more. You joke. Okay. You joke. Um, Jargon said he's only down by two, so that's not a big deal. Snitch is down by six, but he should be all right for now. All right. What's his total? Sixteen. He's got a ton. So he's got ten left. Uh, that's Snitch. Yeah. Okay. He's still in. Yeah. He should, all right. He's all right. Up. Where's this gold at, Belagall? Yeah. Where's the what at? Gold. Whatever you smell. Oh yeah. What direction is the gold? <clears throat> Balagal leads you over to this corner of the room, northeast corner of the room, and you find what looks to be some sort of nest where these things were likely layering at certain times. And rifling through kind this... Of breeding pair or something? Are there any it, eggs in there? There's no eggs. Uh, oh. But it does look like where they were staying. And you find 
amidst this nest of bones and torn clothes and rusted weapons, there are 337 silver pieces. Awesome. 187 gold pieces. And four gems that Baptist guesses to be about 50 gold pieces each. Woo! Mother load. <laughs> we pay for the yes. night. And you also see a door over in this corner of the room, southwest corner of the room. Let's check out that door. Does the water go up any further? The column? No, it tops out about eight feet tall. How tall are the other columns? They're about 20 feet tall. But they go go all the way to the the ceiling, correct? There's actually a little gap between them. It looks like these creatures probably could have moved across the tops of them, but there's only a gap of about... The ceiling's probably 25, 26 feet tall, something like that. Uh, Bong will try to scale up one and see what he sees up there. Okay. Not having. Uh, he gets up and it's hard to see. The room's big. There's no other light other than the source you've got. But it looks like you're inside a, a square room. You've got the nest in the one corner and a door down over this way, and you see the tops of lots of other stone pillars. Okay. Uh, what's the gap between the tops of the pillars and the ceiling? About five feet. What does the ceiling look like? It's made out of stone. Okay. Like carved work stone or like a cave? Yeah, sort of a carved work stone, <laughs> not right. natural cave. Right, the pillars ahead. look like they're broken. I, mean, I don't really understand why there would be a bunch of pillars that don't reach the ceiling. They're not broken. They potentially petrified victims or something like that. The floors or the pillars? The pillars. pillars. They're really tall. They are tall, but something like the basilisk sort of maybe formed or made... Uh, sort of like a uh, their hamster wheel per se. Can we chisel into one? What happens if we try to chisel a piece off? You're able to chisel into one. It's difficult to do, but you are able to chip, chip pieces off. But you you don't find anything inside. They seem solid. They don't sound hollow or anything like that on the couple that you check. Let's look around the rest of the room. Kind of make our way in and out, weaving through the pillars. Uh, weaving in and out of the pillars, you see various tracks on the ground they look like tracks from the the lizard-like creatures uh you found the nest over there already the rest of the room just seems to be sort of like a basilisk playground and the door to the southwest there's no place for them to get out no there does not seem to be a place for them to get out let's go check out the door yeah um do a check for traps on it okay 19 you do not find any traps is it locked it is not locked um, Snitch will probably take a chance on this one. He'll open it slowly and start peeking out. Okay. You find a hallway. Runs. Where is it on the map? To the l- left of the pillar room you're in now. Okay, I see it. See it over there? Mm-hmm. And you're at this side, left side of that hallway. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Down that hall, you see two doors on the south wall, one door on the north wall, and a door at the far end of the hallway. Even the layout on the maps is sort of confusing. (laughs) (laughs) You exit the door through the left, and you're coming out of a door on the right. So if you open the door, are you, like, facing the party or whatever? It's like, never mind. (laughs) Is there a window right there to our uh, left? Look at the Yes, there is a window. Is there, you said there's other doors in this hall, right? Three of them? Yeah, there's four. Uh, two doors in the south part of the hall. Mm-hmm. One there. Not that one south there. means anything. One door on the north. Yeah. And then a door at the far. Right. And, and that's a window right there by the by G? 
Yes. That is a window, and you are probably about 110 feet, 120 feet above the great city. Okay. So we're getting lower. Uh, Babis will sneak down to the first door on the south. Okay. It is a uh, wooden door with brass hardware. Seems very well built and very sturdy. We went up. I'm sorry. Have the doors up to this point been pretty much all the same construction? Like they're all pretty well built wood with brass, or is this like a new style door? All pretty much similar with the wood with brass, typical to the to the place. You said we're 160 feet above the city. Uh, No, 110. 110 above the city. Okay. Babis will check that door for traps. The first one. Okay. You do not find any traps. Is it locked? It is not locked. I'll peek inside. Okay. You see a chamber filled with countless skulls displayed on displayed on shelves, tables, pedestals, and even on wheel-shaped chandeliers above. The white bones are of all varieties of beasts, both two- and four-legged, and include human, horse, lion, elephant, dragon, dwarf, ape, elk, serpent, and less easily identifiable species. In the eye sockets of each skull burns a small spark of light, like the last traces of an extinguished candle, and a single glyph is painted upon each cranium's forehead. This is on every skull or just on the ones on, on the shelf? On every skull. A single glyph. Close that door, Baptist. Yeah, I think I'll shut that door. That, that seems terrible. Okay. Snitch will sneak to the door on the north. Let Belagall smell it for gold, though. Of course there's treasure in there. <laughs> We're not interested in. He does not sneak. smell gold in that room. Nice. Snitch sneak to the north door and check it for traps. It's a similar door to the others. Go ahead and make your trap check. Sixteen. You do not find any traps. Is it locked? It is locked. Hmm. What? Pick that jump. <laughs> Someone gonna pick it? Twelve. You start to try to pick it, and you believe these doors. This door is magically sealed. All right, we wasted our ward portal scroll before, didn't we? Or our, was it ward portal? What do we have? Do we still have the spell magic? No. Uh, Mephrodus will probably have to spell burn to get to. Yes, he'll have to spell burn to use it. Well, why don't we take a. What about detect magic on it? See what kind of... Let's check the other door, too, while we're doing this. Yeah. Other doors. Babis will check this this one. Okay. Go ahead and do your trap check. 24. Uh, it, you, you do not find any traps. Is it locked? It is not locked. Uh, peek inside. You find the same room that you looked into before, a room with hundreds of skulls with a slight glowing in one of their eyes and runes on their forehead. How big is this room? You know it's probably at least 25, 30 feet wide. How deep does it go down? How, how far back? Actually, yeah. Let me show you. It's like a little triangular type room. Okay. And those are windows? Yep. And it's just full of skulls with lights. Full of skulls on various shelves, hanging from the chandeliers, on tables. Almost looks like a, a library of sorts with skulls all throughout and no books. Hmm, a library of skulls with no books. That's interesting. That's probably a clue. Uh, yeah, what about the tech magic of First of all, Mephrodis, after He's hearing the, the judge say that, says, Athelstain, earn your keep and go fetch us one of those skulls. And he sends yeah, I don't know how much Santh wants to. Well, wait, is that a command? 
No, 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 not to Sant, to Athelstane. I'm sorry, I think that would be Master Baptist at this point in time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. The Master's not necessary. All right. But maybe Uh, just check it. Master Baptist. Is that a command to cast Detect Magic? I think it would be helpful. I have faith in you. Oh, I'm sorry. Massive. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Boom. See? Sant. Sant lights it up. Yeah, he lights it up. What do I see in this room, Jeffrey? It glows. It glows like the sun. Yeah, there's lots of magic in there. Each one of the skulls seems magical. Um, cool. Is this the? Is there a room with a book too? This is the same room. This is. There's no books. It just. It's like a. Uh, almost looks like a library of skulls. It's like, like it's a, like a library shelves, but no books, just skulls on them. Let's okay. see. April starting to get one. And we haven't. Op- we haven't opened the door to the north yet. Correct. No, because we, uh, we thought it was magically locked. Yeah, and your spell, if you look at that door, also yeah, yeah, yeah. shows very powerful magics. Uh, you suspect locking that door, holding that door shut. What's the strength of the magic? This, uh, I have the same result that I had last time, so. Um, what's, what's the strength of the magic on the skulls? The skulls is actually uh, mid, low, mid-level. Alright, I tell the group that. You suspect more from the permanency of it than anything else? I tell the group that and tell them I think it's safe for Applestein to to grab a skull. Yeah, he'll go in and grab the first one that he sees that he can easily reach from. Santa back out of the room. (laughs) I didn't think Um, we actually had gone in, so. First skull he touches, sort of, as you touch it, you get this, uh, I'm trying to think how best to describe it. Warm, fuzzy, euphoric feeling. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh it, it turns out it's probably some sort of uh like he gets flooded with m- memories and things like that okay uh so it and is. it's like he's getting these scraps of journal entries and in these journal entries he senses he's reading about Americal mm-hmm. and about a sorceress named Leota and apparently these two were lovers according to these journal entries and then the miracle pledges allegiance to chaos, and the Leotal, the sorceress, felt spurned for the slight for him turning to chaos instead of to her. Leotal. And uh, they, uh, Leotal has since tried to pick fights with him and cause problems for him uh, since he's made that decision. And this has transpired over the course of centuries. Centuries. <laughs> so she's tried to pick fights with him um, over the course of centuries. They were at one time mm-hmm. lovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were the other details? I've forgotten. Does it say like she's also a very very powerful kind of a thing? Like you're guessing she's pretty powerful just because she's been able to go toe to toe with Miracle and still apparently be alive there's been various skirmishes he's there's stories of you know attacks in remote inhospitable lands alien worlds when he's been on travels uh and uh the 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 issues seem to have arisen when he chose to follow the lords of chaos and end up spurning her as a lover so she's a jilted lover because he decided that he would follow the lords of chaos 
And does it say why she was opposed to him following the Lords of Chaos? It's not recorded in the journals. Okay. I'll tell you, this is a story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting this information from the different skulls. Have from the first skull that he so, got. So would it be almost safe to assume that by replacing that skull and picking up another, we could get a continuation of the story? Is that the kind of the sense we're getting? You don't know what would happen. There's going to be one skull that's just going to explode. Is there one skull that stands out in placement or um, prominence? A couple of them seem a little larger than others. Uh, you know, there's you know a couple on the edges <clears throat> of the tables and stuff like that. There's not, you know, it's hard to tell what kind of order there what there is to it. Um, the, the one that you picked up, what was it? The skull of? Do we know? What was it? The skull of? Yeah. Human skull. And the one sitting next to it is. Uh, also a human skull. Baptist will pick up one of the larger ones. You pick up one of the larger ones, and this one, instead of getting a flood of memories, you hear like a hiss of escaping air, and like the skull sort of like splits almost in two, like you could pry it the rest of the way open. I'll pry it open. Mm. You pry it open, and inside you see several rolled up pieces of paper. Ooh. That have been carefully been rolled up and seems to have been placed inside one of these skulls. Well, the last time we came across paper in this place. Yeah, I will hold the paper up so Sant can see it. Okay. To get any kind of. It does not seem magical. I'll look at one of the papers. Unroll one. The you unroll these and it looks like these pieces of papers you unroll one have been torn out of a book of some sort. It's mm-hmm. got a torn edge to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see the name Eric Hark mentioned several places <laughs> there you go alright I'll uh, pocket those ok I think at this point in time we're just all going to kind of go in and start checking skulls is that what's going to happen alright um, Mephrodis would like to look at those Eric Hark pages if he knows now that that's what they are since he has some knowledge of the books they were torn from as you look at them if assuming Baptist will let you see them Assuming. Yes. It looks like these papers are indeed the ones that were torn out of the tomes that you found in the library you were doing your research in. What do they say about this Eric Hark? They're sort of long and complex. However, it, it seems to reiterate the, uh, Eric Hark's planar interests. He had a strong interest in portals and gates. Looks like it has uh, a written description of where either... Eric Hark's uh, sanctum would be, or some, you can't tell if it's a sanctum, a tomb, or a wizard's tower, or what, but it's got, like, a written description of where Eric Hark likely called his home uh, in there, and there's some other things that it would take further study to decipher okay. and figure out, but it looks like these are the missing pages that would reveal more about Eric Hark <clears throat> to you, okay. with study. Uh, Mephrodis says, with your permission, and, like, start stuffing them in his pouch, says that the Baptist... By all means. Um, so you retrieve those. You're going to touch, go look around for some more. Sure. Okay. You, who's doing the? Ethelstein. Noonie class right? will pick. Noonie class Aethelstein. will pick. Noonie or? Ethelstein seems real uh, excited to get one, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he touches one, and he gets these thoughts uh, coming through him about the care and feeding of pterodactyls. <laughs> <laughs> What is he? Nice. Talks about what kind of meat they like, how much food, 
you know, how much water to give them, how, what temperature to keep their their uh, lodgings. Well, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Sorry about that, uh, Nooney Klaus. He hands the skull to Nooney Klaus. And Nooney Klaus is also able to get that information on the desert. <laughs> Nooney Klaus will pick up his own skull. Maybe a, a cow, cow skull, maybe? A pig? Or a dwarf? Kind of the same. <laughs> A skull, and you suddenly have uh, like it almost uh, similar to a scroll. You feel like if you you learned it, and you believe it is a knock spell. Awesome, nice, nice. So did it, I learn treat it, it like a just... scroll. You did treat it like a scroll. So oh man, pass from it or internet must be acting funny. No, okay. <clears throat> so we're ready to open that other door if we need to. If if we need to, we need to open that door. Um, well, so you're gonna keep poking on skulls, or um, sorry for the drop. Let's do one more. There's like some one d three rolls and some one d ten rolls, so and some one d twenty three rolls. Who's gonna pick this one up? What's going on over here? Jargon will. Who will? Jargon. Okay. Jargon is filled with information on the history of torture. Dang. Yes. Dang it. He's Very going technique. to share his new knowledge with Baptist. Baptist wants that one. Give me that scroll. Give me that skull. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Torture. Torture skull. Is that going to become like his new pillow? <laughs> yeah. We sleep with it under his pillow. Learn no, all this. He's going to stuff that into his beard. He's going to cuddle it. <laughs> So there's more skulls, just a door across the hall. The only way we're going to get the door across the hall open is with the spell magic or, well... Yeah, I mean, it seems like we, we keep picking up skulls. Eventually we're going to pick up a, a bad one, but... It's just so much fun, though. Yeah. Sant, do you want to take a take a turn? Absolutely. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, Sant picks yeah. up the skull, and he's filled with the knowledge and history of human sacrifice. <laughs> this will actually come in handy. Um, yeah, I like, uh, I hear you, Manny, and that goes into my bag. He feels like he's all set to run the temple now. Yeah. I'll actually, uh, I'll share that with, uh, Baptist. I'll be like, you, you're going to want to hold this one later for a little while. Yeah. Um, Belagol, of course, wants to get out on this action. He, he's, he joined the group because he wants to get fat loots, so, you know, run up and grab something. And he grabs one, and he picks up one and is filled with knowledge of the properties of gemstones. Who is this? Uh, Belagol. Nice. That's actually pretty appropriate, I'd say. So, do we retain all this knowledge if we put the skull back down? I mean, it's like a book. You skimmed it. You don't take it to, you know, you aren't suddenly a masterful in it, but you could study it and become more knowledgeable in it. Just how, instead of reading a book, you hold it, and it's like it fills your head. How many your skulls are we talking about? Yeah, how many skulls <laughs> are there here? Because I really think that we could start raking them into the, the bag of holes. Yeah, I mean, we just can take all of them. But, I mean, obviously some of them are trapped. We have these secretive roles every time. <laughs> or maybe it's just doing it for fun. <laughs> just to throw those off. Like, how, uh, how many skulls are in here? About 500. How many skulls will fit into the bag of holding? 500, probably. Yeah, I mean, a bunch. Baptist looks in there, and he thinks there's room for 500 more. <laughs> John will take his four torches out just to make more room. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 
let's do it, man. Let's just scrape them yeah. off. These things are amazing. <laughs> Should we do like trap checks to see if we find anything while we're like going through them? No, no. <laughs> just go through, and knock them all off, and just start so, rolling them in the bag. As one of you guys touches one of the skulls, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like half of them come to, mm. like a third of them come to life, mm-hmm. leap <laughs> off the shelves, mm-hmm. and out the like, door. swarm over you guys. Out the door, out the door. Who triggered? Let's see. Do one. Two, that was that was Baptist. That was not Baptist. He's holding the oh, bag. That's uh, end up on Matt. So now, what's one of Matt's characters? None of mine were in there. They were all in the hallway. Well, they can head to the hallway. Except for Aethelstein. Aethelstein. Yeah, it was Aethelstein. He's in there. Okay. Then he gets attacked, swarmed over by these skulls. 23 hit him? It does. <laughs> Got a plus 6. Got to get out of here. <laughs> 7 points of damage? Aethelstein has now joined his comrades from... <laughs> And these things just swarmed over him and like bit at him and all sorts of stuff. So he would have made. Do the skulls? Do they retreat back to their places on the shelves now that they've claimed a victim? Now they are swarming about the room. We are out the door and it's closed. It's too late for that. Out the door, it's closed. Okay, so you guys are able to follow or escape out into the hall. How many skulls did we get? You probably got another four or five skulls. Nice. Before you hit one that was one of the ones that would trigger the whole thing. I'm going to write down we got five skulls. That's cool. Plus five. And you guys yeah. are back out in the hallway. Let's do that door. What, the north one? Yeah, the center north door. That's going to need a skull burn, mate. Well, we got the knock spell now. Somebody got that. Who got that? We do have the knock spell. I think I was glitched at that point in time. I have this, our mini class has the knock spell. And last time the knock scroll worked really well for us. No, only seventy-five. <clears throat> so how you have to? How long do you have to study it before you? Eat? You can try Wait. to read it off of the the thing with just a normal spell check, like you're doing a scroll. So just like a d20 plus your spell check modifier. Okay. Just you'll lose you'll lose knock. You won't be able to memorize it off of it. I'm fine with that. Because you, you, you but yeah, you can make a d20 and give it a whirl. Okay, here's the knock. Hang on before you do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it to oh. Belagall. God, it never fails. So, <laughs> Nuni Klaus should just should not be allowed to read off of scrolls. 175. He throws it on the ground. It should stick the magic missile. Belagall pees on the ground. 1d6 modified by luck. And you want it to be high, so you add your luck. You add. Okay. Oh, okay, you want it to be higher. Misfire, so roll T3. Misfire. Caster makes the targeted door invisible for 1d6 rounds. Ooh, what's beyond it? So you can't pass through, but beyond this door, you see a fire pit that's ringed by black stone bricks and holding white hot embers occupies the center of the room. Surrounding it on three sides are great stone tables, their tops bare and clean. Hovering in the air, three feet above the burning embers, is an oval cloud of incandescent silver mist. A sword-like shape hangs in the center of this vapor, green sparks dancing along its length. Ooh. There's no one in there? There does not appear to be anybody in there. 
if this is a horrible trap or he's working some sword magic for us. How big is the room? The uh, I guess you can see it. The room is about 15 by 20. But there's nothing on those tables. Nothing on the tables. There's just a sword-like shape hanging in the center of the vapor. Green sparks dancing along. What uh, Do we know how, roughly how big the sword is? Does it look like a two-handed? Does it look like something bigger? It looks like a longsword. Mephrodus is going to, with the permission of the party, he's going to spell burn to cast dispel magic. Well, is the spell magic, is that going to cause, can you dispel just the trap? Yeah, I'm going to try to, try to shut down the door, whatever magic's holding that door closed. Or were, were you thinking, like, would he just only dispel its current invisibles? No, no, I would be trying not to dis- dispel the invisibility, but just the magical they, ward that's keeping it trapped and shut or whatever. No, it's. <clears throat> it, you said it was locked magically, correct? Yeah. Yes. Or was it magically trapped? Magically locked. Magically uh, locked. There's been investigated for traps. None of the thieves found traps, but Jargon believes it is magically held. Is- okay. Do the thieves want to try to pick it? Because I don't have to get a high spell check to get. This. Well, the thing—I mean, the thing about the spell is if—is there potential to dispel the magic that may be on that sword? Well, if I'm focusing on the door, that should be—I can always take a lower result. Uh, I'm willing to let Snish try to pick it. <laughs> All right, is that, so is up for that? This thing—I don't know. My computer glitched out, and I missed everything. They're trying to decide whether to dispel magic on the door or not. I told him that Jargon found that the door's magically held. Jeffrey said Jargon, so I'm not really sure what's going on right now. Yeah, magically held, and they're trying to decide whether to do dispel magic or try to pick it again with a thief. I mean, if you guys want Snitch to try to pick it again, he's, I guess, willing to try. Yeah, Yeah, let him try. Nope, six. Nope, door is locked. You suspect it's darn near unpickable. Mephrodus gives a look at Baptist. Baptist can make this happen. All right, Baptist will try. could try does not open the door. Baptist also thinks this thing is magically held. All right. Mephrodus is going to spell burn. Okay. This is for his spell burn action. Well, wait. Before you spell burn. Are you going to spell burn on top of it, too? Hold well, on uh, don't, don't spell burn yet. Okay. You want Jargon to burn some luck to bring that up to a 20? Maybe. I was going to roll on the chart to see what Mephrodus needs to do to spell burn. Okay. Since we haven't been doing that, I thought it would be cool. That's fine. You want to figure that out, and He's got a spell burn at least one to cast a spell. He rolls a yep. 16. The wizard sees maggots drip from his sleeves. It becomes when not like wearing... something ridiculous to bring that to a 20. When... This is a this is a... something else, Adam. When not wearing a shirt, nothing happens and his torso appears normal. However, when wearing a shirt, he constantly sees maggots falling from his sleeves. <laughs> of course, this freaks Mephrodus out, so he immediately takes off his robe and he's just like wrapped up in his whatever medieval underwear he's got on, so... There, much better. Okay, so you're going to burn luck jargon, correct? Okay. Yes, I can. If you want to, well, I will. Yeah. I am going to attempt. See, Mephrodus has got a. Uh, so I'm going to burn three, which will bring his roll up to a 21, actually. Just again, to not hear anything. To, up to a 21 all, automatically? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I burn three, which will bring. Um, Oh, wait, am I bringing luck for Bap or am I bringing luck for Mephrodus? Mephrodus. Oh, for Mephrodus, then it'll bring his up to a 21, or 22, rather, sorry. Well, you haven't rolled yet, have you, man? Yeah, that was for his Spellburn, the 16. That was just on the Spellburn chart to see what I needed, what Spellburn action I needed to take. 
uh, sorry, my computer's been, I keep getting a, a message from Google saying I have network connectivity issues, and my computer shows nothing is wrong. So I've been missing like little chunks here and there, and I'm trying to stay on track with it. So if need to burn, look, just tell me when to burn okay. and what you need. Here's his spell check roll, just straight up. He has a 16, which will, the caster potentially cancels the active effects of a single spell with a non-permanent duration. The caster must touch the spe- must touch the spell effect to dispel it. Depending on the specifics, that might mean he touches a summoned creature and causes it to return to its place. Disperses a choking cloud, causes an invisible creature to become invisible. So, uh, Mephrodis thinks this spell would work, but it needs to be a little higher to do. So, if Jargon wants to burn some luck, pull okay. this off. What's the next step up from that that you would need? Like, what's your next target? Well, that was a 16. It needs to be 18 to 21, but I think it's going to need to be higher than that. If this is a permanent effect, I'm probably going to need to bring it to... It needs to just be 18, 24? I think it needs to be 24, 26. No, that's still non-permanent. As well no, as, as well as select magic items. If I can get to 24, 26, I should be able to do it. So I need eight more. So you're going to burn the four luck jargon? I'm sure that he would. So we'll assume he probably will. And... With that dispel magic, you are able to dismiss the portal, the ward portal that was holding it, and you're able to open the door, and you see what you'd seen when the door was invisible from Nuni Klaus's casting of the, the spell. Uh, so you pretty much see what looks to be almost a half-made sword hanging over the pit in the center of the room. Okay. Floating in a cloud. All right. Uh, Bong steps into the room. Okay. He looks around. Does he see anything moving? He does not. He walks over to the sword. Okay. He grabs the sword. So Bong reaches his hands into this cloud that this half-finished sword is in, and as you do so, the metal seems liquid, and it rolls up over your arm and all the way up to your elbow, coating it in, like, hand-to-elbow and gleaming steel. And in the sword, almost extends out like a long sword length. And it seems fully functional. It just now seems a part of you. So instead of you grasping it, it has melded itself all the way up to your elbow, and you ha- are holding essentially a longsword. So I can like, retract it at will? You could, less, more you can let go of it, and when you let go of it, it turns back into the pool of molten metal again. Okay. So now also, it first time take it, you do take a little bit of damage. Oh, man. You take seven points of damage, but write that down on your character sheet that you took seven from the sword because it'll be important, which I'll explain offline. Okay. And that is probably a good spot to stop. Uh, There are no other exits from this room. Bong has retrieved this sword that seems to meld its shape over his hand. All right. So, that's it. Real weird. It is very weird. (laughs) So, So, we'll pick it up again next week. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.